Welcome to the Connected Insurance Podcast, presented by Agency Revolution. Listen to interviews with the most influential people in the insurance industry. Learn the most important strategies, tactics, trends, and challenges facing today's independent insurance agents and brokers. New episodes every Wednesday. Visit agencyrevolution.com and click media to explore the Connected Insurance family of resources for insurance agents and brokers. Subscribe today and get updates delivered right to your inbox. And now, without further delay, the Connected Insurance Podcast. Hello, everybody. Michael Jans, co-founder of Agency Revolution. Today, delighted to be your podcast host. And I want to welcome you to this episode of the Connected Insurance Podcast presented by Agency Revolution, creators of Attract. Attract is a powerful marketing suite that enables you to spend less time on the drudgery and the details of marketing and more time growing your business. Attract gives you the technology and the content, the technology and the content you need to find your ideal prospect and turn them into your best customer. If you haven't done it lately, please visit agencyrevolution.com and request a demo. Today's podcast, I'm delighted to uh, bring back a popular guest, Scott Knowles. He's the founder and CEO of Magic, a subscription software service that supports uh, commercial lines and uh, workers' comp producers to help them attract and um, maintain long-term relationships with commercial lines accounts. And because uh, Scott works with commercial lines producers and agencies day in, day out, every single day, he's got his finger on the pulse of what's happening in that arena. And uh, in this podcast, we cover a lot of ground. Um, in particular, I got his insight on what oh, what the super producers do differently than other commercial lines producers, um, the best time to steal a customer and how to go about that, uh, how to get your prospect to think about um, a long-term relationship with you as uh, your producer. So in any case, uh, every agency that has commercial lines, every agency that is involved in workers' comp, um, every agency that, well, is active in the marketplace, you'll want to make this conversation a priority. Um, so very quickly, housekeeping, if you haven't connected with Michael Jans on LinkedIn, it'd be awfully nice if you did that. Uh, remember to follow Agency Revolution on LinkedIn. If we have earned a five-star review from you, I would be ever so grateful if you provided one. And um, let's see, I do have new training available for those interested in uh, scaling your agency, seven secrets to scale your agency 25 to 40% per year. Um, you can uh, participate in that training for free. Register at www michaeljanslive.com. And now without further ado, great privilege and honor for me to invite you to eavesdrop on my conversation with Scott Knowles. Scott Knowles, welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you, Michael? Good uh, doing good. Good. Yes. Uh, last time I spoke with you, you were in San Diego, California, and now you are in the beautiful town of Bend, Oregon, right around the, literally just about around the corner uh, and up the golf course from where I used to live. So <laughs> yeah, I hope you're yeah. enjoying Bend, I was, Oregon. I was chasing after you, Michael. I was chasing after you. I couldn't find you, though. 
Yeah, okay. Well, all right. You got to run down to Arizona. All right. Uh, well, Scott, um, our listeners may not know you as well as I do. So if you would, who are you and what, are, what, uh, what, what do you do in, uh, in the industry right now? Uh, well, I am the uh, CEO of uh, Shift and Terms Applications, where we uh, have designed and developed uh, the uh, software called Mogic, uh, which is a, a workers' compensation uh, application for agents and brokers. Uh, we uh, basically calculate experience mods, provide analysis reports uh, for agents to use and help educate their clients. And that's what I do. Um, been in the industry for how long? 20, gosh, 24 years now. Yeah. So quite a while. 24 years. <laughs> 24 and years, as I yes. recall, you were, you were a uh, commercial lines producer uh, before you started the software company, the InsureTech. Yeah, I was. I worked for uh, John Deere Insurance uh, is where I started uh, way back right. when and uh, continued over to uh, Century Insurance Company, uh, worked uh, directly in the broker world, and then also for Ally Financial uh, in their insurance division, uh, assisting them as well. So uh, kind of been around the uh, the block a little bit, uh, I've seen all the, the parts and pieces of what's out there and uh, learned a lot and uh, you know, kind of brought me to where I am today. Okay, so let's talk about um, from the position you are in today, uh, providing services to um, commercial lines producers primarily and agencies that have a commercial lines department, right? Correct. Uh, certainly, you've seen a lot of change in the industry since your days in John Deere. So let's <laughs> let's talk about that, right? Yeah, <laughs> well, not just. Not just changes in, in your own career, but changes in the industry itself, um, and particularly for the commercial lines producers. So, um, so l let's start with that. What do you see now as uh, trends and forces that are shaping and reshaping the industry from your point of view? Well, I'll tell you the the insure tech uh, just piece itself, and and the uh, the industry as as insure tech really is is growing to be a, a just a massive massive cannonball of new ideas and concepts uh, that are coming out. I mean, back when we were uh, uh, pushing paper, everything was paper, or now we're all digital, and we're looking for constant uh, ways to help improve and speed up our. Um, our processes. And, and I think what we're seeing a lot of now is uh, in the last three to five years is just this explosion uh, in the insure tech space. I mean, we're seeing it not only from, uh, you know, producers who have been in the space and have elected to try to you know, develop programs uh, that have met their needs and they can bring to the marketplace. But, you know, also we're really seeing a lot of investment money coming into the space uh, a lot of companies that are diving in and, and, uh, um, so, so sometimes when, when people say, when, when people say insure tech, some people get, um, a little anxious about it as if, um, it, it will disintermediate or disrupt and, and make, uh, life more difficult, more challenging. And yet they're insure techs like yours that are designed to make, um, business, um, to facilitate business and support business and support growth. Um, so uh, I'm curious, what, what do you see there? Like when, when you talk about insure tech, friendlies, unfriendlies, a mix of the two. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. So you, you look at companies like Lemonade, for instance, you know, and that's, that's kind of a, a disruptive, uh, uh, platform to, uh, the broker industry, so to say, right. Because now you have a company that's really trying to dive in and take business away from this industry that we've all known so well, which is always driven by agents, uh, brokers, uh, you know, on a personal basis. And it's really transforming 
into this digitized uh, platform where people no longer are necessarily need or are looking to bypass, you know, those agents. So um, I think it's you know, really key, you know, with the other side that we're looking at, which are those insure tech uh, companies who are looking to help improve those relationships between uh, the brokers and their customers and really trying to give more ability for their customers to not only succeed um, from a financial standpoint uh, and a risk standpoint, um, but really give them more uh, valuable information to help them fit within this ever-changing legal uh, battle that we see from uh, all sorts of different directions uh, uh, coming on board. So, um, Well, so it's not uncommon for, um, for agents to communicate to me that they're overwhelmed by the amount of change, right? So uh, they're getting inbound calls from new insure techs every other day, and they're, uh, they're seeing the landscape change. Uh, and in many ways, um, the day-to-day job of being an insurance agency principal or being a producer is is really um, it has different demands than it had even five years ago. So when you roll out, when you look to the future, um, let's say whatever three five years from now, what do you think the um, what does the independent agency l- look and feel like? How is it different than right. it is today? So so what I think is going to happen is you know. <laughs> We're going to see uh, in the marketplace, um, hopefully, we're going to see a transition with a lot of the insured techs where, you know, right now we have brokers who have to go to 20 different places to find all the parts and pieces. They don't always talk to each other, right? So, you know, they're trying to figure out, oh, okay, there's like four different types of uh, this type of software, you know, this type of software. And I think what we're probably going to see is a transition where we have individual companies who are really trying to bring the entire package together and then hand it off as a single solution uh, that not only fits within their needs, but also communicates with all the outside services. And that's where, you know, I think we're going to see a lot of AI, you know, get involved here uh, to help improve that data processing piece, being able to, you know, move data from one place to another in a single platform. And I think, you know, that's really going to be key to this marketplace is putting all these, this take this, you know, all these little pieces and bring this web together into one big solid communication point, you know, and I, I think that's kind of where we're seeing the blockchain piece, you know, you know, getting involved here a little bit more. But I think, unfortunately, we're really seeing all of these uh, different ideas and concepts in different places, and they're not necessarily communicating with each other to try to figure out how we get there. So my hope is that maybe in the next three to four years that we really see a singular source to come in who says, hey, you know what? I'm going to help everybody communicate with each other, and that'll allow all the insure techs to go to the singular source and get their data to communicate, and it becomes kind of a uh, an intermediary web of communication between all the different platforms that will not only allow for that singular source, but at the same time, uh, will give those options to the brokers to be able to decide what they really want, because they don't necessarily want to buy everything from one place. They may want to get this piece over here or this piece over here because they're embedded in it and they're ingrained in it. So how can we bring that together where it still can work and they could take a piece from here and a piece from here, so forth, so on. So I think that that's really what we're, you know, what I'm seeing as a hopeful in the future, number one. And then, you know, hopefully we're going to see a market start to transition in that place. But I think it's going to be a very difficult uh 
uh, stride, especially for some of the companies who have already, you know, kind of ingrained in that overall uh, space, so to say. Uh, all right. So, <clears throat> uh, one, you're not the first. You're not the first um, insuretech representative to sort of share that dream. I think, uh, and and agents too. I think have this dream that uh, technology could be more integrated, could be um, simpler. Um, there, it probably would be, um, oh, data would be um, uh, uh, more singular and, and, and driving, you know, various technologies. So um, it almost like, um, you know, to some extent, like the Apple store, the, you know, Google Android store, you go, you go to one place and you pick what you want and, you know, and it works because, yeah. It's, you know, and, and, you know, as you download it, it says, um, you, uh, uh, you know, it needs permissions to gain access to this or to that. Right. So I think you're, you're kind of sharing a vision like that. Do you see what, um, any, are there uh, initiatives that you're aware of in the industry that are bringing it in that direction? Uh, I would say, uh, yeah, there are, um, there are certain initiatives that I've, I'm aware of that, uh, would like to not only see that, but are, uh, actively trying to figure out how to do that. Um, I think it is, uh, a very, um, important, um, uh, direction for the industry as a whole to really take a hold of that. I think the biggest problem is going to be getting the participation, uh, from everybody on agreeable standpoint, uh, to make it happen. And I'll just kind of give you a simple example of that. If you think about company A and company B being insurance companies, and let's say it's, it's travelers and, and uh, you know, somebody else, uh, the Hartford, uh, do they want to give access to the information that's going to be important for their end user, which in my opinion is not the broker. It's really the business owner, right? And that's really who everybody works for, you know, that's why this industry exists is because we have a business owner who has a need, right? So to get everybody to agree that, hey, you know what, I'm going to be willing to uh, allow this communication standpoint uh, to take place, uh, you know, is going to be the challenge. Because obviously, once you open up those doors, and you make it easier or easier for business to move from one carrier to another, well, that also opens up the possibility for lost profit, so forth, so on. But it also potentially allows for the ability for companies to be more profitable, but they have to be able to see the light. And if they don't see the light, that's never going to happen. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, I would say there's definitely, uh, you know, some things and conversations and works uh, that I'm aware of where, you know, that's, that's kind of a, a, an end goal. Um, but you're a good... <laughs> a good ways away from it. I think the, the groundwork is, is really in the thought process right now. And, and uh, the next steps are, are, uh, are going to be critical uh, to be able to get it to the masses. So. Uh, all right. So let's, <clears throat> let's bring it down uh, like a half a step here. Okay. From kind of industry wide to uh, what's happening with your, your audience, your, your audience is uh, com uh, comprised primarily of commercial lines producers or agencies with a commercial lines department, um, what's, uh, with all of the change that's happening in the industry, what do you see as the big issues that, uh, the commercial lines producer has to deal with today? Uh, you know, I, I think the commercial lines producer, there, there's a, there's a bunch of different things. Uh, you know, I, I think we kind of talked offline about, um, uh, 
something which is, is time management, you know, and understanding, you know, what their priorities are to, in order to fulfill their, their individual goals. Uh, one thing that, that I always found is in order to be successful in the industry, you really have to have a plan in place. And then being able to actually act on that plan uh, is, is the key. I think everybody has a mental plan of, hey, I want to do this, I want to do this. And sometimes they communicate that to their uh, to their clients, but then the fulfillment becomes, you know, the drop ball in the back end and ends up, you know, ultimately causing problems. So I, I think for any successful agency, you know, we talk about technology, we talk about all the different things you could do, how to make a phone call, how to talk. But the reality is, is, you know, customers, what they really want is they really want to be touched at the right time. They don't want to be they don't want to be bothered. You know, they want to know that, hey, when when my agent's calling me, there's a purpose behind that. It's not to call them and say, hey, how are you doing today? You know, what's the weather like out there? It's really, hey, I have something that I think is important for us to talk about or something to do. And through that conversation becomes this ability for them to create a stronger relationship with their client and ultimately retain them for a long period of time or bring them on board as a new client. Um, you know, so, you know, that's kind of like, I think in my mind, a hidden challenge that a lot of agencies don't focus on. They don't think about it, that it's, uh, uh, you know, really important. They think that technology can, can sell for them. And that's just not true. Um, you know, you can buy all the technology in the world, but if you don't have somebody who's willing to embrace it and do something with it, you're going to get nowhere. Um, and, and, uh, you can't hire new producers and say, Hey, you know, buy Magic and you'll be a super producer. Well, you know, if you use it right, absolutely, you can. You have to follow the rules. You have to learn about it. You have to understand the whole purpose behind it and then implement it properly. And then you have to commit to it. You know, anything that's out there, if you're not committing to it, you know, it's just a waste of money. So, you know, don't waste your money. Commit to a process. Understand that when you're going into this from the get-go, that you're really getting something of value that can be capitalized on. It's like only if I bought Tesla, you know, four years ago, you know, when it was, you know, 20 bucks, right? You know, and now I'm looking at it right now, it's, I yeah. think it's funny that 700 and, you know, something dollars today, it's down a little bit. But, you know, those are the things that, you know, <laughs> only if, right, we did this or this or this. And, uh, you know, again, you have to take that first immediate action, which is you buy it or you commit to it and then you fulfill you know, your obligation to that idea, that software that's going to fulfill that idea. The real good power producers, the ones who um, we have, we have people buy our software and then they get in and then they, they don't, they, they don't, they don't use it or they, they don't get the concept of it. They don't understand that it was built for a producer to produce by a producer. So use it for that fact. We're giving you this golden egg, I'm giving, I'm giving them my golden egg, which made me a ton of money. Now, the right. question is, is, can they grasp it and take it to the next level? And I think that's what a lot of the other uh, companies who are building these softwares are the same way. They're like, we already succeeded by this. We didn't build it just to build it. We build it because it works. Now, grasp it and make it work for you. Ah, okay. Okay. So, uh, so let, let me, let me unpack a little bit about what you said. First of all, the, uh, your conversation about, um, touching, uh, clients with the right message at the right time, by the way, that does sound like it could be a pitch for agency revolution, but let's not go down <laughs> that road right now. <laughs> so, so uh, but, but then you raised a couple of other points. Okay. So there's, there is, 
um, the uh, pre-sale uh, part of the relationship. You know, there's that part of the relationship that starts with uh, when they find you or you find them in the marketplace uh, throughout the customer journey that leads to um, the magic point of conversion and they become a customer. There's all of that. So I'm, I'm going to ask for your perspective on um, what successful, what you see the successful super producers doing now to generate business. And then I'm going to circle back to another question that, um, that, that came to mind from what you just said. But so, so talk to us about what are the super producers doing to generate new business in the marketplace now? Yeah. So, um, you know, I think they're doing all sorts of different things and, and I can kind of give you my opinion of the ones that really succeed. Um, and, and that's part of that planning process is, is thinking differently, I think is the key. You know, you really have to be different than everybody else. That's what makes change. You know, a, a business isn't going to just sign on with you because you're the same as their other agent. You have to be different and you have to figure out what is different that's important to my client or my potential client. Um, I always looked at, you know, and, and I, I remember this a long time ago, being taught that, you know, sometimes, you know, the the easiest way is you, you take the low-hanging fruit, right? I mean, that's the best way to grow is grab the low-hanging fruit. The problem is, is a lot of people like to grab it at the wrong time. And that's at the point of renewal, right? The idea and the concept that we kind of embrace is that's the wrong time to take a deal. The right time is uh -huh. nine months before the renewal. And a lot of agencies, I remember one agency telling me, we don't, want it. we don't want to be on that book. We don't want that business. We're given a free business for nine months. We have to manage it. There's no guarantee they're going to renew with us, so forth, so on. It's like, why wouldn't you want to take that opportunity now and then have an opportunity to prove to them that there's no reason to take quotes down the road? If you do that properly, good producers don't focus on the renewal date. They focus on the opportunity and the opportunity is always there. You just have to know what it is. I know what it is. I know exactly what the opportunity is. And, and I had a plan around it and I knew when to call them, when to say something, what to bring up and how I could do it in a way that was um, based on, you know, uh, factual education, right? I, I've always been, my favorite thing to say is, you know, educate to change. And that's true. You know, I want to be educated to make the right decision. Right. So mm -hmm. can we educate to change? You know, it, yeah, absolutely. If I'm giving information that's a value to a customer that will allow them to mentally say, I haven't had this information before. Why isn't my current agent talking to me about this? And ah. we now need to make a change because I'm upset. But I didn't upset him as the agent. I just informed them of an important fact. And I let them realize that they're upset because the fact wasn't given to them before, right? So that's that's the, the the key concept to quickly and easily bringing on new business by creating this understanding of value comes behind the knowledge that you can present to them that they haven't already received that has ultimately power or importance to them, right? That's okay. what drives, you know, decisions in my point. All right. So help me exemplify this. Help me imagine this in the real world. So um, first of all, let, let me jump to a, um, well, I'll jump to a question that, that has a, an implied conclusion in it. Um, well, the, the super producers that you work with, 
um, uh, presumably they develop expertise in not just in insurance, but expertise in the class of business they serve? Uh, yes. You know, I, I think that there is a, um, uh, there's two different kinds of expertise, the class of business, right? Yeah. Um, you know, the industry uh, mm-hmm. in right. many cases is, is maybe what you're referring to. Um, and, you know, you know, obviously workers, to me, workers' compensation is a class of business to kind of focus on that, understand that, right? And the right. industry is a, you know, is a different, you know, what, what are the markets that I want to go to? So, being an expert in, in those is, um, you know, it's it's pretty powerful. If you put the two together, you know, that creates yourself. You've built yourself this this person who is the person to go to, right? Um, yeah. You know, and and so, you know, I, I don't know. You know, I mean, I'm sure you have, as as I do. I'm always looking for a really good financial advisor. I want to talk to somebody that I know is honest. You know, gives me all the information. And you know how hard it is to find one that you can really say you're the one, you're, you're the one who's really looking out for me. I mean, it's hard to find that. And I talk to a lot of very powerful people all the time. And I, I think I ask about 50% of them, Hey, do you have a good financial advisor? You know, because that's, I, I need a really good one, an honest one, one that I feel, you know, I believe in. And uh, so, so this is the same concept I think on that side is yeah, yeah. You got to focus on, you know, being the best at this in this industry, but I don't think that's necessarily the key. If you can be the best at this market, then the industry doesn't matter. If you if you're in the industry, it gives you the ability to communicate and you know within that industry. In other words, right? You, know, you can then focus on going to the different uh, uh, industry events. You become known as the person to go to within that industry uh, to be able to grow. So I mean, uh, you know, you know, those are those are two good places to start. You know, for sure. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I want to get to the my follow-up question for, um, that, uh, well, it occurred to me when you were talking a few minutes ago about technology itself. So, um, you, know, you know, turn the clock back far enough and technology wasn't a substantial part of an agent's uh, day-to-day operations, okay? Uh, I mean, we had agency management systems, but... Um, you know, they're, they're worth the daily technology decisions that people have to make today. Um, and so um, you raised a kind of a curious um, a reality uh, uh, that in our industry and probably many other industries is, is that oftentimes people will make a technology decision um, and they'll, they'll embrace or let's say purchase something that they think is going to um, be a solution for them. And yet sometimes there's there's a gap between uh, buying it and um, mastering it, right? So so there are a couple of gaps. One, one of them is that a lot of agents just don't know how to have a, they don't have a good buying process. Mm-hmm. Let's set that aside for a second. But then also they don't necessarily have a good internal process for the mastery of a technology that can really uh, be a solution to them. Uh, well, you have to deal with that every single day, I'm sure, because that, that was it was common when I ran an insure tech myself. It's like after the sale, there's the onboarding and the um, the the mindset shift and the training, and uh, ideally, at some point, boom, they become a power user and they really um, take full advantage of the uh, benefits of it. What what do you think agents need to do to become better at? Um, mastering the technologies that they have available to them? 
I, I think it's a great question. And honestly, it's, it's, uh, I have two answers for you. Uh, first off, um, I believe it's really uh, the technology uh, that needs to understand what their users are looking for and needs to understand that it's not just about training somebody how to use it. Um, you know, physically, I put data mm -hmm. in, I get the results out, but really how to produce with it. That's the key, really. Uh, and that's really our job is we need to, after that sale takes place, after we get them up and going and working the software, understanding it, is taking it to the next level, which is, okay, now you're on board, now you're doing it. Now we have our users, but now we have our producers and how to produce with it. So let me teach you how to produce with it, right? And that's that's our job. That's our that's the, the onus is on us as the developers to be able to communicate that um, properly and, and help them because not only does it help us as a company, because what happens on our side? It's we retain the business because right. they become you know engrossed in it. They don't want to lose the software. They know that it is a value to them. So, you know, I've lost, you know, accounts before where literally they're like, well, we're just not using it. And I look back and I think that's my fault. It's my fault because I didn't give you the tools, you know, to be able to help you utilize the software. So I think that there, that's the first part. You know, it is important to make sure that the company that, you know, or the software that you're purchasing does give you that second level you know, training or the support that they need to succeed. Um, you know, which a lot of times will look outside, you know, they'll look to people who do do that training. And I mean, you, you know, my good friend, uh, uh, Randy Schwantz, you know, I mean, you, you and Randy know each other very well. And then I, just as I do, we kind of have our little circle of friends. Um, but Randy's a great trainer, right? And a lot of people say, okay, well now I've got this. Now I got to hire Randy to do that. Well, at the same time, which is great, you know, and I love Randy and he's a great teacher. He knows how to, to get producers to get the mindset of what they can do to produce, but we need to kind of work within that as well from a software standpoint and say, okay, well, we have somebody like Randy who is great at that. We need to implement him into our software as part of this like little loop to get this whole, this, this communication taking place and the training and so forth, so on. So I think those are, those are some of the key parts from that standpoint. And then of course, anybody who buys any sort of software, you have to, focus on the fact that you were paying good money for this. You have to commit to it because we do get those who buy it and then they just don't commit. It doesn't matter how much training you give them. They just don't commit. They don't get it. They can't conceptualize it um, or just think that it's one more thing I have to do. If that's what you think, then you shouldn't be buying the software in the first place, you know, and you can't look at it Got as it. I bought the software and it's going to do everything for me because it's not. Well, <laughs> so, so speaking of buying software, um, I, I, I am aware that from offline conversations that you and I have had that um, uh, in the past year or so, Magic has been making some sales. So uh, I don't know if it's pandemic related, um, <laughs> you know, perhaps uh, I, 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 that that has been uh, something that a number of insure techs have raised with me that quite possible that pandemic has accelerated certain trends, uh, which has then resulted in uh, an acceleration of their sales. Do you think to some extent, do you, has, has that been something you've experienced on your end? So I, I will tell you, you know, as we rolled into um, 2020, uh, you know, January, uh, you know, um, was when this just we started to hear about it a little bit, really wasn't a big focus. February got a little bit more in depth and really March hit. And it's like all of a sudden, you know, 
everybody just says, we don't know what's going to happen. So the immediate reaction from a sales standpoint was we had a flat line. You know? oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, uh, I saw that a lot. Happen. You know, what's going to happen to my customers? My, you know, I have restaurants and they're firing out They have to lay off all their employees. The grocery stores are closed. I mean, or not grocery stores, but all the other businesses are closing. My gosh, that's, that, that's all my revenue. You know, if there's no payroll, right. you know, there's no, there's no commission. So the, you know, I think it took us until uh, about May and then we really started to get a lot of people were sitting at home going, you know what, I need to figure out that this is a troubled market. I got to figure out how, what is going to separate me and how can I grow? So yeah, we did, I, I feel as though we really did see a good kick. I mean, we were, we were up a good, uh, uh, I think, two to 300% over last year, we had a really good year. Um, so we really pushed hard and, and, uh, um, you know, crushed it. So I was really happy about that. And, and, uh, uh, but at the end of the day, you know, um, we're also seeing that, uh, uh, the pandemic piece is, is, you know, it's, it's warming off. Right. And now we're getting uh, more commitments mm-hmm. to still invest in the software because now they're not as those who are afraid to buy are now buying anyway. So we're seeing kind of a double kick moving into uh, this current year. So it's, it's a, so yeah, no, we, we've definitely, it's been an interesting questionable year, but I think at the end of the end of the day, uh, we absolutely succeeded, you know, partially because of the fact that the pandemic was going on. There are obviously other things in, in our particular software um, niche. Well, that talk, talk, talk to us about that. Right. Uh, f- f- so first of all, a couple of questions. One, any trends, changes, forces uh, that are happening in workers comp that we should be aware of? That's my first question. Uh, no, not really. I mean, the okay. workers comp industry itself is, is uh, you know, I mean, aside from just minor things, you know, that we see um, taking place, you know, um, uh, we're not seeing any any drastic changes uh, from that standpoint. Okay. Okay. Uh, so no, no peculiar hardening of the market um, that's causing extreme difficulty. Um, I think we are going to see a hardening market. Uh-huh. There's no question yeah. about it. Um, you know, we we you, you can you can almost predict that constant trend. You know, right. going hard and soft, and uh, um, that hasn't that that isn't going away. I think we are definitely going to be rolling into that. Uh, I think we already we already are, but. Yeah. Uh, 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 but anyways, yeah, I, aside from that, um, uh, I'm not seeing really anything else. Okay. Se- second question, um, in that regard is changes in, uh, the magic of magic, right? So you've made some, um, enhancements to the software. So uh, give us a thumbnail of, uh, what magic does and how it solves problems for commercial lines producers. Yeah, sure. So, you know, what magic does is, is we give producers, um, uh, and uh, uh, people who want to provide an analysis for their customers, an in-depth analysis of not just an experience mod, but a worker's compensation. You know, our key role is really to help a producer communicate a piece of paper, which is like an NCCI or WCRB or, uh, you know, a mod worksheet and turn that into, this isn't just a paper with a bunch of numbers and has an end value on it. It has some importance behind it but this paper doesn't really show it. So we try to transform what that information is into an analysis that helps that communication and education for the client to, to you know, encourage them to uh, improve on their safety measures, implement different features um, and programs to reduce their claims because it brings value to their client in a financial basis. And, and that's really the end run of Mogic is, is to do that. But 
At the same time, what we try to do is, is give a producer the ability to provide that, that ongoing education of the history and the future. Um, I think one of the biggest mistakes that I always found with agents was they focused on the current mod. You know, you're coming up on a renewal. You know, what is the workers' compensation mod today? In my opinion, that doesn't matter. It's too late. You should have talked about that six months ago before the unit staff filing took place. We need to talk about next year's mod. And so that's what Modic is really focused on is what does it look like down the road? What does the path and the future look like? Because don't you want to know if your experience mod is going to go up by 10 or 20 or 30 points and cost you 50 or $100,000 next year in premium? And what can we do about that now? Because we have a very short winter to do that. And so that's that's one of the key you know, cookies that I always say that you know if you're not focusing on next year's mod and you're sitting there talking about, well, this is how we got here today. Well, that's cool. But what are we going to do about tomorrow? Because tomorrow is really what matters. Today is gone by the time. Um, days, you know, it, is it, do you think it's is it safe to say that like in somebody's overall insurance package, the, the, the mod can be the most variable of all of them, depending on uh, like the, the past year's history or current year history? It's it's based on a three year trail. Not really a three year. It's 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 there's there's a, a period of time uh, right. data that is commu- accumulated in order to um, uh, generate an experience mod. And in that period of time, any policies that follow within that period of time are what actually calculates the mod. And, and that doesn't count the current term. It counts basically the policy prior to that and two more policies backwards or two more years. So three year, three years worth of data. So it's kind of like this happened, you know, three months, you know, three years ago, but it's hurting me now. It's like, yeah. You know, that's, that's what we need to look at. Um, but we also need to look at what's happening, what just happened, because that's, what's going to come on the books on next year's mod. Right. right. And how it's going to affect it. And, and that's really key. And especially for, you know, producers who insure uh, contractors, you know, the ones that are, are contractors, they have to maintain a mod, uh, usually of a 1.0 or less, right, in order to get bids. And if they don't do that, or if their year is coming up, right, and their mod's going to jump by 10 points and put them over that 1.0 mark, it will destroy their next year, right? So if you have an agent who is, uh, you know, uh, insures a lot of contractors and you're not using the software like Modic, you are doing a massive disservice to your your clients. And it is a great opportunity for anybody who is another agent and has a software like, like ours and can come in and pick up that ball because they're the ones who are going to go in and say, hey, didn't your agent tell you this, this, this? Here's your mod. Well, that's what's important, you know, I mean, in, in focusing on that. As far as what we're doing and what we've done over the last year is, is we focused on, and we're always focused on, uh, improving the communication points uh, from our reports to from uh, the broker to the customer. So we revamped all of our reports, cleaned them all up, uh, made them even more beautiful than they were before, provide more data, uh, implemented more reports. Our whole UI, the user experience, also we've improved on that. That's that's always a focus of ours is, you know, why are you not using the software? What can we do to improve that? You know, is it cumbersome? You know, so a lot of times we have to help them along the way in giving them notifications that, hey, you need to do this if you want to get that. You know, a lot of people have expectations that, oh, I, I imported a mod worksheet and I want all the reports. It's like, we well, can't have that unless you put the data in. You know, we can take some, but we can't tell you what a historical trend looks like unless you tell us what it looks like because we don't know. We can't guess, you know, so you have to do that. So we had 
we had some producers who, you know, had an expectation that, oh, I thought I'd import the mod worksheet and you tell me what the historical mod was. <laughs> I don't know what planet you're living on, but that's impossible. You know, we have to, you have to get, it's, it's garbage in, garbage out, right? So, so we try to put a lot of things in place where uh, to help producers really get more value from that instant import that literally they should use this report on every single client because it helps break down that communication line. So that's been our focus over the last, uh, you know, so, uh, so, um, so, so it really sounds like your paradigm for the successful broker is, is that their focus is not merely on selling a policy. It's really being a, an advisor to the business. Yeah. The sales will come. I mean, you know, you an don't advisor have to, to their client. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and if you are, if you are that trusted advisor, right. Um, the business will come your way. You don't have to sell. A lot of people think that I have to sell them. I have to close them in this box. I have to do this. I says, you don't, the sale comes, you know, from the communication where you differentiate yourself. You know, it's kind of like you walk into a Ferrari dealership and you compare it to walking into a Lexus dealership, you know, which one do you really want to buy, right? I mean, what's what's really driving your decision? Yeah. Well, maybe it's you want a you know four seater. Well, then you're wrong. You're in the wrong dealership, right? So you got to figure out what what you're going to do there. All right. So <clears throat> one last question for you, Scott. <clears throat> um, so so you painted a picture of an industry that is uh, um, going through some transition. An industry that is, um, let's shall we say, enjoying an influx of um, a massive influx of investment and uh, technology. Uh, if you were going to kind of issue a wake up call to the industry and get them to pay attention to one thing and deliver a non-commercial message in this case, what is it that you want to say to the uh, insurance agency principles of today? You know, I, I think it's, you know, you, you have to do, um, you have to keep an open mind, right? Uh, you, you have to do due diligence on on uh, reviewing what's out there. Uh, don't just look at one thing and pretend like that's the end all, save all. Um, keep looking. Uh, things are changing and they're changing fast. Uh, so you have to really stay on top of, you know, what the technology is that it's doing. But look at your big picture. Um, look at all the parts and pieces that you need. There are some basics that everybody needs, right? And, and you know, you focus on, I need an agency management system. Everybody needs one, right? So here's this agency management, which, which, which one's going to fit with maybe the other things that I need, you know, because you need something to help you manage your book, but they need the items that are going to help you produce, you know, so you need to balance those out and kind of put them in a, in a basis of, I need these to run my business. I need these to, to grow my business and retain my business and look at all of them, you uh, know, uh, and really focus on, okay, which ones are going to fit my needs? And, you know, Mogic may be one of those. Mogic may not be one of those. And that's that's fine with us. But, you know, reality is, is if you're not focused on workers' comp, well, then you can buy what? our product, right? <laughs> <laughs> but don't buy us if you're yeah, not doing it. Yeah, so. right. Um, well, so if our listeners want to do want to find out more, if they've got questions for you or they want to find out more uh, about um, the Magic as a solution, what do you uh, what do you suggest they do? How should they reach out? Yeah, I mean, uh, you can simply go to our, our website, um, www.magic.com. 
and uh, you know, take a look at what we're doing. Uh, reach out to us. We have uh, lots of links there. Uh, you know, if you click on, uh, you can always email uh, you know one of our uh, representatives, um, uh, or you can email uh, you know us at uh, support at logic.com. Uh, you can email Jason at logic.com. Uh, Jason handles most most of our sales on that side. Uh, so if you want to talk to somebody about that. I would certainly do that or, or just visit our site and there's there's ways for you to just follow along and, and request a demo, watch a quick video about uh, Magic and what it does and uh, you will find the path. All right. Bada bing, bada boom. Thanks so much. So, Scott, uh, once again, pleasure to have you um, uh, as a guest on the podcast series and appreciate you sharing your perspective with us today. Of course. Anytime. Good to see you again, Michael. You bet. Thank you for listening to the Connected Insurance Podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share it with your peers and colleagues. Explore the Connected Insurance family of resources for insurance agents and brokers by visiting agencyrevolution.com and clicking media. Subscribe and get updates delivered right to your inbox. New episodes every Wednesday.